anybody ever heard scholars speak, it's a certain type of Yid. They mean well. I'm not giving a personal attack on a Yid. There's a way a scholar speaks that's a very big put-off for me. And it underscores a tremendous problem in studying Torah. And in learning Chumash together, I think this is hugely important to debunk this way of thinking, Gershi. The way we approach, we have Rishayim, we learn a Pasuk with Rashi, a Pasuk with Ramban, a Pasuk with the Rashbam, a Pasuk with Taisvis. We study a Pasuk with the Rishayim. A scholar will say, and scholarly people, I was reading, it happened to be somebody gave me a book, and I was curious about this scholar, and they'll write, in the eyes of Rambam, Rashi feels, you'll hear a lot of terminology like that, that's extremely trafe. And I want to explain what's happening. They'll tell you, Rambam, the Rambam, Rambam seems to feel we're in the Rambam's view, and what they're doing is, you have a Pasuk Chumash, and there's a Machlaikis Rishayim, how to read the Pasuk. So, Rashi, like, there's different people, like, feeling different <coughs> matters about this Pasuk. And, so, and then you could, like, choose, are you a Rashi, you know, do you feel like Rashi? Do you feel like Rambam? What resonates by you? And the way... Yidn learned the Rambam, the way we understand it, the way we look at it, Hashem wrote a Pasuk. I'm going to say it this way. I've spoken about this before. In Gemara, there's a Machloik, is and Rava. Did you ever think about if Rava maybe changed his mind in Shemayim? It says, Rava says this, Abaya says this. Maybe Rava, you know, they've been arguing for a long time. Maybe in Shemayim, Abaya finally slugged up Rava. And Rava said, you know, Abaya, I think you're right. Hillel and Shammai, they have like long machleksim. Maybe like Shammai and Shemayim like changed and went to Hillel. And you could say maybe yes. So why does the Gemara record? The Gemara takes great effort to record who said what. But maybe he doesn't even stand by what he said anymore. Wouldn't that be awkward? Like, Abaya reads it, he's like, shucks, I changed my mind. Like, it's so frustrating that you write Abaya there. Abaya himself doesn't hold like, I was like, I can't believe forever they froze me like that. <laughs> what a frustration. Abaya no longer holds like Abaya. You're going to meet Shemai Abaya's like, oh, he looks at that blot. That might be a picture of Gehenim. To read the blot, what you say, you just don't say that anymore. Quite frustrating. Abaya, you don't feel that's Abaya anymore. You should change it on a maybe. By the way, by the way, I'll even say this. People write Svarim when they're 40. Isn't that odd? Maybe when you're 60, you won't hold that way anymore. By the way, this year is being taped. Isn't that strange? Maybe in a year I'll disagree with what we're saying now. Very scary. And if it wasn't taped, is that not scary that you're learning with people and maybe, maybe you won't feel that way anymore? And what I want to say is like this. First we'll get to Abaya, then we could talk about what, what it means today. What I want to say with Abaya is Abaya Oymer and Shas means... 
Abaye with being the perfect version of Abaye with his experiences, with Abaye's midas, Abaye is supposed to say. Abaye will always say, at the point he doesn't feel this way, he's not Abaye anymore, he's Rava. Abaye Aimer means that the perfect Abaye says this. That's what Abaye Aimer means. That's why the Gemara is so careful to say the names. It means that Abaye, being the perfect Abaye, when Abaye and Rav have Hashem wanted his Torah. Torah is what Hashem said through the eyes of each Chacham. It means in the world Hashem wanted Rav's perspective and Abaya. It's called Elu Ve'elu Divri Elikim Chaim. Both are Torah and the Shleimus are Torahs and Abaya should say this and Rav should say this and you and I should have Abaya and Rav. That's Torah. In Abaya is supposed to say Avrami what he says. And a Rav is supposed to say what he says. Abaya will never change because that's what it means to be Abaya. By the way, when you learn sincerely and you come out with something and you were 32, that's what was supposed to come out of the world. At thir- as long as you're being sincere and authentic and learning authentically, that's what you're supposed to produce. But that's, I don't want to talk about us. I want to talk about Abaye and Rava. To us, the words of Rishonim, the Pasuk together with what Rashi tells us is Torah. We don't say, in the eyes of Rashi, it's Torah. I, Rashi was a Rishon who Klal Yisrael accepts his teachings and the words of Rashi are the way Hashem spoke to us. The Pasuk with how Rashi saw the Pasuk and Rashi's words are Torah to us. We hold this Kedusha in his words and his words become Torah to us. Rashi's words, this is our view of the words of Rishonim. It is Torah to us. We never say, like, if we have a Rashi and a Ramban, they're both Torah to us. It's not like, in the eyes of Rashi, stop, stop. What Hashem taught me through Rashi's words, so Hashem said. That's our approach to the words of Rishonim. The words of Rishonim to us are... the. the honest, sincere, mivak Hashem, who through their pirush, we then embrace their pirush. We embrace their pirush, understanding the Kedusha and the holiness of Rashi and the Biko Sha'emes of Rashi. We embrace Rashi's pirush. Rashi fasted crazy amounts of fasts. For every word Rashi wrote, we know Rashi fasted tremendous amount of Taniyas to express every word that he said. Tremendous prayer went into the writing of Rashi. All the greats of our history, the Gra learned every Rashi. Rabbi Kivager learned every Rashi. All the greats, Pnei Yeshua studied every Rashi. All the greats in our history studied Rashi. And Rashi is the words of Torah to us. And Hashem meant to write Torah and to have Rashi be Mefarish Torah. We don't take it in the eyes of Rashi and Rambam seems to feel, no, none of this stuff. We take it that Hashem, through the Pirush of Rashi, expressed something to us. Hashem, through the Pirush of the Ramban, expressed something to us. I am going to learn a Pasuk in Parashas Lech Lecha. 
And Rashi and the Ramban argue Pshat in the Pasuk, and Hashem meant for Daniel Kalish and meant for Avrami Shapiro to hear both Pshatim. He meant us to hear his Pasuk, and Rashi's explanation was meant for us, and the Ramban's Pshat was meant, and Hashem meant both. Elu ve'elu Hashem knew that there's going to be a Ramban, and He knew there's going to be a Rashi. And each one is going to bring out, through who they are, an expression of Hashem's will. So I'm going to read Akiva, we're going to learn a Rashi and a Ramban, and we're going to study both, instead of like, I don't know, what did Hashem mean? I do know, He meant Rashi and He meant the Ramban, and wanted me to be enlightened by both. So I want to study a Pasuk, fascinating Machloikis, Rashi and Ramban, but not the scholarly way Rashi seems to feel, but the Ramban feels differently. And now I'm like, I don't know how to, like, I do know. I know Rashi's Pshat and Ramban, and I'm impacted by both. I'm not one of those scholars. I study Rashi, I have Emunah. I'm, I'm a Maimon in Archachamim. I always feel badly, a scholar like that, I had Rebbeim that I saw, and just seeing their greatness, I saw Reb Chaim Brim. Just seeing Reb Chaim Brim, Reb Chaim Brim seems to feel, no, no, you didn't meet Reb Chaim, and Reb Chaim Brim spoke about the Chazanish, and the Chazanish spoke about his Rebbeim, to his Rebbeim, to his Rebbeim, to his Rebbeim. I'm not going in the eyes of Rambam, I'm sorry. No chance. So I'd like to read... I'd like to read Rashi and the Ramban and, and not study it like a scholar, but study it like a Yid. So let's do it as follows. The Pasuk says like this, Avram Avinu is serving Hashem for decades and he gets news from Hashem, incredible Pasuk. Avram Avinu has spent a lifetime serving Hashem and one of the most amazing psukim in the Torah, Shlomo, after decades of serving Hashem, Avram Avinu is a lone man who's serving different than everybody else in his country. And he's serving Hashem and created a whole system of service of Hashem. Avram Avinu invented his own form of tefillin. He was mechavin to Shabbos. He was mechavin to tzitzis. Avram Avinu, without any Torah, through his own understanding of the world and Hashem, created a, a, a service of Hashem that was very, very unique. And after decades of doing this, God appears to Avram and tells him, You're going to get a lot of schar, you're getting eternal reward for what you've done. Amazing pasuk, amazing validation, years of service. And Hashem said, I want to tell you, Avram, the happiness of the day, your schar is very, very great. You are spot on, Avram. We live in a day that we have the Torah. We can assess ourselves to some degree. How am I doing? Look at the Torah and see how you're doing. Avram Avinu has his own form of service of Hashem. And he gets the ultimate validation. Hashem says, Avram Avinu. You've been right on. You've nailed everything. You have tremendous, tremendous schar. Eternal reward's going to be yours. Avram Avinu says back to Hashem, I'll take it. I like eternal schar. Nobody would turn it down. But there's something I want more. He responds to Hashem, Matitenli, what could you give me? I want kids. I want kids. 
Now, Avram Avinu wanted, it's so interesting, he had Talmidim, he had hundreds of thousands of people who were impacted by his teachings, but he wanted children. Avram Avinu said, all my students I can inspire, but they don't have my DNA. See, all of us in this room have the DNA of Avram. And Avram Avinu wanted descendants, people who have a shtick of Avram, they're loyalists to Hashem and they're kishkas. It's who they are and what they are. And he davened for us in this room. He said, there's nothing you could give me if I don't have descendants. I want the Jewish nation. He davened for our people. And he said to Hashem, more than Olam Abba, you're promising the eternal reward. More than Olam Abba, I want children. I beg you, Hashem, I want descendants. And Hashem then tells him that you're going to have children. Hashem accedes to Avram Avinu's request, and Hashem promises Avram, and Hashem says, You're going to have children come out of you. A man who by every law of nature, cannot have kids. Him and his wife, it's impossible. Any doctor would verify that they're incapable of having children. Impossible. You can't have kids. And Hashem says to this man, who by his nature can't have kids, sorry, man whose nature can't have kids. And Hashem promises both of them, you will have children. Avram Avinu hears this promise and hears the Pasuk. We're going to read five words and there's a machloik is Rashi and the Ramban Azriel, what these five words mean and we're going to be changed, Gershi, by both pshatim. We're going to discuss five words. Rashi's pshat in these five words then. The Ramban's pshat in the five words and we're going to be impacted by both Rashi and the Ramban. Let us read these five words. Vahamin Bashem, Avram Avinu trusted Hashem. He's a Navi, he's a prophet, and God just told him, Avram Avinu, you will have children. And Avram Avinu believes it, Amuna, faith. He believes it. Every bone in his body believes it. He walks out, he's like Freilich. He's having children, a sense he has a future, and he's full of joy. He's having children. Vahamin Bashem, he believes in Hashem. And then the next three words. Now Rashi translates those three words. Vahamin Bashem is Avram Avinu trusted God. He had faith in Hashem. I'm going to have kids. He walked away. Rashi says means that God considered it tzedakah of Avram Avinu. Hashem considered it righteousness of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, since he had faith, is going to get schar for his faith. So Avram Avinu has faith. He takes it to the bank. God promised him children. To live with that. And God considered it righteousness. God rewards him for his faith. It's the coolest thing. If somebody hands you a million dollars and you're like, whoa, you're fired up, and then they pay you for taking a million dollars. It's like the weirdest thing. Ball players, well, once in a while you see a guy who loves playing ball and he'll describe the craziest thing that I'm paid for this. I love what I'm doing and I'm paid for it. I promise there are times in my life 
that I feel like it's so crazy to get paid to do this. It's like retarded. I would pay to do this. You get paid for doing this? It's meshuggah. It's meshuggah. I bet you every Rebbe has times. I bet you Rai Wisnicki at times in his life feels like this is the way. I would pay to do this. I'm getting paid to do this. It's weird. Avram Avinu says, Rashi, Vahamin Bashemi has faith in Hashem. Hashem rewards him for his faith. Now I want to explain that. You know how good of a feeling God just promised him like the, the dreams of his life. More than Olam Haba, more than eternity he wants children. God promises him it. He believes it. He lives with that faith and he gets rewarded for the faith. That's a double reward. When you feel good, that alone is delicious. Did you ever, did you ever in your life, did you ever in your life, a guy's in Rai Wisnicki Sheer, and he wants a closeness to Rai Wisnicki, and he feels he's granted the closeness. And it's like just, it's delightful. He's close to his Rebbe, he wants his Shaykhis to Rai Farkas, and he basks in the relationship, and then he gets rewarded for being rewarded. I wanted, the, and you get paid for the relationship. I like the relationship. I'm enjoying it, and that anything you get paid for doing what you love is so weird. And the Pasuk here says, Avram Avinu has a muna. He's, he's mamish. If you picture the man, his lifelong dream and aspiration is recognized and realized, and then he's told, stuck. I want to pay you for that. <laughs> I want to pay you for that. It's interesting, if any guy thinks the story of his own life, we all have things we want to resolve. We have challenges and difficulties, obstacles, and a guy is starting to like figure out and heal and resolve his life. How wild is it that you get schar for feeling good? It's like, the, it's, do you know that's how this world works? It's one of my favorite Rashi's in this entire Torah. Is Avram Avinu has faith means he's like ex- the Semcha of the Maimon. He's happy, he's comfortable, he's excited. After decades of, of difficult work and uncertainty about the future, he's told Olam eternal reward, and he says there's something more. There's something that's... Every human being sits in bed at night and craves eternity. And craves, it's our two, our, I say, our two deepest needs. We can all pretend and cover up with a lot. But every soul ever born craves two things. Purpose, eternal purpose. I want to matter. I want to make a difference. I want things that I do to count. And I crave connection. Two powerful forces in our life. And Avram Avinu's told you have schar for eternity. You matter. What you do is important to the eternal one, to Hashem. He says there's something even more pressing. I want kids. I want, I want to produce a nation of loyalists to you. He wanted us. And Hashem grants him his most deep wish of his life. Every word of Torah is true. There's not like a guy saying, I wish I could go to a Dodger game. I'm not talking about a guy saying something. Tomet, the most deeply in touch, the deepest truth of your life. Avram's deepest truth, it's recorded in the Torah, is I want a nation. And Hashem grants him his deepest truth. It's the craziest, most sublime feeling. His deepest want is granted. It's like, ah, 
you <laughs> excitement, happiness, awesome. And then he gets rewarded for that too. By Hashem considers it scher. Hashem pays him for that alone. A guy once asked the Waterbury Bacher, a guy once said to one of the, a, a Mitsuyan here, that I don't get you Waterbury guys. He said, mm. you guys try to be happy and resolve and figure out. He said, life's short, just grab mitzvahs. Who cares? Feel miserable, be miserable. What are you trying to do there? I don't get you guys. It's a short life. He quoted the Gemara, Chatoifechol, grab and eat. So he said, I don't get it. Just grab as many mitzvahs as you can. You serious? Yeah, he was very serious. A very serious person and an intelligent question. Just grab mitzvahs. Like, so you'll be miserable, unhappy, and unresolved. After all, it's... He was almost saying the good feeling you want and you want to be rewarded for then feeling good. Now, what the, what the, what the Mordebari Bacher would answer back is, do you know what it means one time to put on tefillin and to feel whole about it and that it means something to you? That you put on tefillin, believe shalim, and were born for that act? And what you're saying, grabbing, do you even know what you're grabbing? He has a very checks and X's Yiddishkeit. So get as many checks. Very a check, but if I'm miserable doing this. Avram Avinu's told you feel like a million bucks. Vayamin Bashem. Vahamin Bashem. And then he gets rewarded for that. I actually think this Rashi describes our lives. It's magical Rashi. Resolve and figure out. Vahamin Bashem. And by the way, you'll get rewarded for that. It's like almost, un- it's so not fair. What that guy, I want to reframe what that guy was asking. He said, you guys aren't fair. You get happy and you want schar also. And the answer is yes. Yes. Wow. It, it's the unfair way Hashem says, Bashem. you have emunah, you're plugged in that del- wonderful, delightful feeling of having resolved of having your dream come true, and you get rewarded for that. Amazing, amazing, yeah. It's the amazing kindness of what Hashem wants for us. It's amazing. Is a dazzling Rashi. I promise to be born to learn that Rashi. I just study it, it's like, wow. That mamish the way Hashem promises us. Vahamin Bashem And you get schar for it too. Rabbeinu Bechaye asks a kash in a pasuk. Yisrael, it says, Baruch HaGebesh Yiftach Bashem. Everybody knows the song, different songs on these psukim. Do you ever notice, Yisrael, that it's a double lashon? Blessed, Baruch HaGebesh, blessed is the person, Shiftach Bashem Yisrael. Blessed is the person who trusts in Hashem. Hashem Hashem is his trust. You just said it. <laughs> it's, one of, it's like, it's, it's so ambiguous. It's such a strange way of talking. Baruch HaGever, blessed is the person that trusts in Hashem. Hashem is his trust. Mm-hmm. Duh, <laughs> what, what you just you just said, blessed the person who trusts in Hashem. Hashem is his trust. I mean, he, he trusts in Hashem. It's like redundant and does, it's such a strange verse. You ever heard that verse, Gersh? Baruch HaGevish Yiftach Bashem. Blessed is the person who trusts in Hashem. Bohaya Hashem Miftach. Hashem is his trust. Elio, you ever bothered by that pasuk? Rebbeinu Bechai asked the Kesha. In light of this Rashi, you have a dazzling new understanding. 
Baruch Hashem, the one who trusts in Hashem will get Baruch, will get blessings, will get rewarded. Besides all his rewards, is the etzem reward, Vayashem Miftachai. There are two things. When you're aligned, it's wonderful to be aligned. You have a, if you're given, could you imagine a deal where I give you a million dollars and then you get rewarded for having a million dollars? So you're blessed. When you take the million dollars, you get blessing, you get reward, and you also have a million dollars. That's what the Pasuk saying. For betachan in Hashem, you get rewarded. You also have the thing itself. You have betachan. The thing itself is delightful, and you get rewarded for that which is delightful. It's like, it's the most unfair thing in the world. That's what Hashem wants for us all. That's what He's telling us all. Vahamin Bashem. You can have Emunah, and you have Emunah is a great place to be. You're comfortable. You're, you have eternity. You have everything. He takes the promise of Hashem to the bank, which means Avram Avinu was Mole Semcha. Nothing bothered him anymore. Vahamin Bashem. And he got rewarded for that. And that's the, that's the, that's the plight of the Ever Hashem always. The plight of the Eved Hashem is the possibility of goodness itself and rewarded for goodness. This Rashi, this Rashi is, Ilan is like mind-blowing. You get rewarded for the most delightful reward in the world. If you take a million dollars, years ago, years ago, a guy once said to Revezi, a guy once said to Rebbe, as he was learning Torah with the Chevra, guy said, Rebbe, I'll go to Shear if you take me to pizza later. Rebbe's eyes went like a million places. He's like looking at him. He like did the, it made those, if you know Great anything bother. about Ruch, it's what? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the guy's like, I'll go to Shear if you give. I, I can't handle when people pay kids to put on tefillin. They're the opposite of this Chomish Rashi. Don't ever pay your kid to put on tefillin. Don't ever pay your kid to keep shabbos. Don't you ever, ever in your life. Don't you ever. You, you're the, you couldn't be further from this Chomish Rashi. You're creating the farce of farces. Don't destroy Yiddishkeit. I beg you. I beg you not to ever pay your kid to put on tefillin. Don't ever pay your kid to go to Shear. Ever. Ever. Don't ever. If you want charge, stand by the door and a kid wants to come to Shear, you should pay money to get in here. Don't you ever pay him to come to Shear. Don't you ever. Because, because what Rashi is describing is Avram has goodness and gets paid for the goodness he has. It's not, there's not an exchange here. There's not an exchange like you give some learning. Oh, okay, but I get paid for it. You get learning and you get paid. It's not, a, it's not, it's not this exchange. Rebbe, I'll come to Shear, but I'll go to Shear. If you, you get Shear and then you also get rewarded. That's what Rashi describes Avram Avinu. Vahamin Bashem. And all the semcha and the eternal feelings of everything we crave and yearn. Avram Avinu's dream that's more than eternity. And Hashem promises and Avram takes it and soaks it in. And then gets rewarded for that too. That's how Yiddishkeit, anybody who gets paid to do what they love. 
and feels this is crazy. Once in a while, a lot of ball players don't like playing ball. It's interesting. Really? I've talked, a lot of guys hate it. In tennis, in basketball, there are players who don't like doing what they do. Whatever, they may have been pressured as youngsters. They may just be sick of it. Then there's that player who's drunk that I play basketball and get paid for. He's playing, he's a kid. The guy's playing football on Sundays, you know, running around, touchdown, <laughs> and he's paid for this. He would pay to do this. I would pay to join a nice football league, a schmack. The guy does his dream and gets paid for it. It's like weird. Every once in a while you have a ball player that feels that way. He's like, it's like the weirdest thing. He, he, like, he can't get over it. It's so weird. I do everything. I, could, I would pay for this. I push it would have a job to pay for the chance. It's You have to pick. You have to like figure out who's a famous Yisrael, give me a ball, Yisrael Winter, give me a ball player who loves and, and feels that way. When he gets his paycheck, he's like giddy. He's like, you paid me to, I would pay to do this. Get, what? Excellent example. Excellent. Excellent. He says, Giannis, I, I'm not trying to say his last name. I'm not going there. <laughs> That's not even the word of the day here. Trust me. Like, <laughs> it's out of my league. I'm bad with languages. You still, could you say his last name? <laughs> he just smiles like <laughs> I love when announcers like try to say certain names like just can't, but this is one. The, you know how many announcers sit there, they earn their paycheck like saying that name over and over. Somebody say Avrami say the name, the last name. Wow. He deserves a cheer for that. <laughs> is that <me? laughs> I'd love a guy to like say, that's not how to say it. Like, I, I, nobody could like argue. Is, was that the way to say it? How do you know? <laughs> wow, wow. Say that slow. Say that slow. No, you can't do it slow. One more time. One more time. Wow. It's out of my league. It does, my mouth doesn't go. <laughs> What'd you say? Had their own way of saying it. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Shlomo, you know how to say that? You honestly. Say, say the last name. Wow, they sounded alike. Okay. 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 <laughs> By now, he, he learned that he became the best player. The Ketzer Advarim is, so Yisrael described as a ball player, when he gets his check, he has a sense that this is like, he, he like, feel, he like makes him laugh. I'm doing what I enjoy, and I get paid to do what I enjoy, this is like weird. And when a guy has that feeling, please understand that that's how Rashi describes Avram Avinu to us. Vahamin Bashem, he has a Munen Hashem, which is this gift of his, his biggest dream of his life has been granted, and Avram Avinu is plugged into that. He lives with that Emuna, the, the feelings of joy, of satisfaction, of the most deep thing he wanted in his life that's worth more than eternity to him. He, it's a person. All of us want eternity, meaning and purpose. This is his most profound wish of his life. It's been granted and he's plugged into that. And he gets rewarded for that, Yisrael. And that's the picture of, the, of Avram Avinu. 
it's very important. The picture when he's promised his dream of us, this is what happens by Avram. He has a muna and he's rewarded for that. That's, that's how Rashi's pshat. Now don't say in the eyes of Rashi. Well, Rashi feels, I just learned the truth that Hashem feels. Rashi's the one Hashem chose to share that truth with us. I think it's a dazzling truth. I think literally if you wanted to bring a Pasuk that I wanted to tell somebody about Yiddishkeit, so he says, tell, stand on a foot and tell me about Yiddishkeit, I probably would read this Pasuk. He trusts Hashem, describe the feelings of that, and he gets rewarded for that. <laughs> That's what Yiddishkeit is saying. Rashi. Chomish Rashi. I think this is what Yiddishkeit is telling a person. It's interesting. I have a cousin who's a world famous guy. I won't say his name for different reasons. He's very world famous. He was the third most powerful person in the United States. He's my grandmother's first cousin, his mother. His mother's my grandmother's first cousin. My grandma was very close to his mother. And he became, the, he was the defense at the time, a very, very powerful person in the United States, defense minister. He was the third most high, powerful guy in the country. And this guy, his first name was Henry, leave it at that. And this guy, this guy made an observation. Now, he he had a very complex life, but he said, this is what he observed about the religious Jew. He said about the religious Jew, he said, the Easterners only think about the world to come. The Easterners always think, only think about the world to come. The Westerners only think about this world. And the religious Jew seems to have both. That was his observation. The Easterner talks about the world to come. The Westerner is busy with this world, and the religious Jew seems to have both. He tried to express Chomish Rashi, Vahamin Bashem, The plugged in life, and you get rewarded for that, like an unfair deal. That's Rashi explains our father of Ramavinu. The Emuna, the plugged in. The lifelong dream granted, and you get rewarded for that too. Amazing, amazing Pasuk. That's, that's Rashi's Pshan the Pasuk. Allow us to study the Ramban, what the Ramban wants us to hear in the Pasuk, because I think it's also like really very, very important Ramban. The Ramban says Pshat in this Pasuk. I hope you have room for more. <laughs> that needs like a few songs. It needs like a music night after that. To me, it's heavy. The Ramban. Aryeh, the Ramban says, Vahamin Bashem is Maishu Avram Avinu believed in Hashem. But then Vayachshuvel Loitztaka is not Hashem gave Avram Scharfrit. It's not the translation. He argues on Rashi. I'm very unclear, and I challenge anybody to study the Ramban's Kasha on Rashi. I'm not sure what he's bothered by. He asks Akasha, you study it, I don't want to lead you. Why he doesn't learn like Rashi, Rashi was like life-shattering to me. Uh-huh. The Ramban does not like Rashi's pshat and expresses that he doesn't like Rashi's pshat. Yeah. I and the Ramban, I won't say it over because I don't want to lead the Hevra. Look at the Ramban. Okay, so we don't know the cousin, we don't know the Kasha. And <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't know the guy who made my eyes roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're leaving a lot of unknowns. It's a mysterious day. Why do you like a music week? The Ramban says, Pshat in the Pasuk. Yisrael, the Ramban says, Pshat in the Pasuk. Vahamin Bashem. 
that Avram Avinu believes in Hashem. He trusts Hashem. Hashem promises him children. And Avram Avinu now takes it to the bank. And Avram treated it as kindness to Hashem. Because not Hashem gave Avram schar, Hashem treated as righteousness of Avram, which is an amazing thing. Avram Avinu receives and Hashem gives him schar for receiving, which is the truth of Yiddishkeit. The truth of Yiddishkeit is you're paid to be happy. That's the truth. You're paid to do what you love doing. If I summed up Yiddishkeit, this Rashi, you are paid to do what makes you happy. That is how I would sum up Yiddishkeit, literally. You're paid to do. You get schar for doing what makes you happy. That is how I would explain Yiddishkeit. You are paid to be happy. Which this guy asking the water breakers, I don't get it. Life's so short, just do it stuck. He's really saying, you guys get happy. How do you expect to get rewarded for it? And the answer is, isn't that weird that you're supposed to be happy and get rewarded for being happy? The guy nailed it. He just has to learn Chomish Rashi. He can't, that's really what he was asking. What he was asking is, you, I don't get it. You get happy and resolve and figure out and engage and you expect to get rewarded. Hmm. It's a, it's a good deal, my friends. That's what Yiddishkeit, if you want to understand it, Now, the Ramban says, Pshat, Avram Avinu trusted Hashem. Picture this scene, Chevra. Everybody picture this. Avram Avinu works for decades to serve Hashem as a loyalist, defying everybody in a city, holding on to what he knows is true, you can imagine all the doubters, the naysayers, the mockers, and you're holding on, you have a belief, and then the ultimate validation of Hashem saying, Avram, you were right all these years, you have eternity. Avram says, I want something more, I want kids, I give you that. Avram Avinu, think about Avram. Hashem says, your deepest dream I'm giving you. What would Avram Avinu feel and respond? Simple pshat is I deserved it. Oh, Hashem really, <laughs> Hashem liked what I was doing. That would be like the natural, I've been a really good boy. And the response will be Hashem's rewarding. Hashem, you liked what I did. I, th- I, I kind of thought you would. <laughs> and Avram Avinu says the Ramban, says Hashem, you're kind to me. Avram treated it that Hashem was doing tzedakah. Hashem's not giving me that earn, Hashem likes me. Avram Avinu considered it a tzedakah from Hashem. Isn't that weird, Yisrael? He serves for decades as the only loyalist, and then his promise, his dreams come true. What would the natural thing to be? I deserved it. He says, Hashem, Avram considered that Hashem was doing charity with me. Not he took it as he deserved it, took it as Hashem loves me. It's stuck, it's kindness. It's nothing to do with scher. Wouldn't you take it as scher? Wouldn't you understand it as scher? As reward? Says the Ramban, Avram Avinu treated it as tzedakah. That's a wild. That's wild. A guy in yeshiva, just picture anybody, it'll be a great guy, comes to Minyanim, he comes to Shiyorim, he's mamish, the guy in yeshiva. 
His he comes to every music night. He's like there till the end. Like makes every he comes to every Wolfpack game. He comes to every night thing. Every everything we run. Then in the middle of the year, tell him, buddy, you know, you've really you you come to everything. You're now Arye's big Colorado trip. You're on. But any normal human being in the world, okay? So you see, <laughs> I, I was hoping you'd notice all my production. Okay, it's mm. been noticed. You treat it as stucker. Avram's been the, the, the greatest human being on planet Earth. He's, he's Avram. He's exactly the loyalist. And then he gets rewarded. The instinct is, this. okay, so I get my schar. Taka deserved it. Says the Pasuk, Avram Avinu considered a charity from Hashem. He felt it was charity. He felt it was charity. I think here in this Pasuk, the, our whole relationship to Hashem, the way the, way, the, way the Ramban tells us, Avram, Shloima, the way the Ramban tells us, the way Avram receives the goodness from Hashem, gives you a picture of how Avram views Hashem. Do you know people, people daven to Hashem, they say, Hashem, I beg you, let me get rich. I, I'm Amish from good. I'm coming to all the davenings. And they talk to Hashem that way. I don't think they understand what Avram Avinu understood. If you understand, if, if my son would call me, my son asked me the other day, I'm like so proud of him. My son calls me up and he wants one of those bikes that guys fly around there to throw with. In Yerushalayim, in the traffic, a car is like really not such a treat. If you had a choice, car or a bike, Shloyme, you had a bike, Shloyme? But you borrowed somebody's. Like, which is better in Yerushalayim, bike or one of those electric? An electric bike. Trust me, I've rented a car and I just wish. But I, I haven't found that bike that I could put my wife and kids. It's complicated. But you sit in your car and you shall I am to get, to get like a 20-minute trip, like an hour 40, with no side road. The only side road you can go only fits one car and a car comes the other way. And then you're three and a half hours till you figure out what you're doing, that you're both coming the wrong way. And have a car behind you who's not backing up. But Lamaisa, Yushalayim traffic is pretty extreme. And these bikes really do the job, these electric bikes. But yeah, it should be safe. But Lamaisa, my son calls me up, says, I want to I buy a nice electric bike. Do you think, you know what it would feel like if he said, I, Dad, I mamish been doing well. Can I have the electric bike? I would feel so sick about myself. If that was my relationship to my kid, I would vomit. I really would, I, the introspection I would do, I would, I would have to do a lot of changes. If that's what he called up to say to me, does he have, I want his goodness, I want good for him. That he needs to like, like negotiate, mamish been good. There's no shaykhist to anything. Dad, is it possible? Can we get this? Can we do it? Is it safe? Could, of course I want to say yes. And then we have to see, can we do it? Is it the right thing? Is it the safe thing? But if he would call up negotiating, Avram Avinu gets goodness from Hashem, the ultimate goodness, and he sees it as the kindness of Hashem. He sees it as Hashem's expression of love of Avram. He doesn't take it as payment for his good deeds, that he has like a good arrangement. He's been, he's been doing, I've been a really good boy. He really, he's seen what a good way. No, no, no. 
When he receives the kindness from Hashem, he sees it as Hashem's love of him. It's stuck. I love you, I care about you, and I gave it to you. He doesn't see it as schar. The recognition of his dreams, he sees it as the kindness of Hashem. He puts it in the category, Hashem's doing tzedakah with me. Now, I have kashas, and you see in Rishayim, there are times the Avais speak about tzachar. And Yaakov Avinu's worried, and Rashi even Tupsukim earlier speaks about Avram Avinu nervous. Shema Yigur Machet, they lost tzachar. Yaakov Avinu speaks about Katainti, I've lost all my tzachar. There's something called tzachar. There's something called reward. And there's an Olam Agmola world of tzachar. But when they receive kindness of Hashem in this world, and the Gemara Kedushin says, Schar mitzvah that's not our relationship to Hashem. The things good we're getting is not schar in this world. There is no schar in this world. There's an Olam Agimol and a world of schar, 100%. It's a world of schar and a world of Einish. The goodness that Sadiqim receive here, they see as the kindness of Hashem, an expression of Hashem's love. That's Avram Avinu. Vahamin Bashem. He sees it as an expression of Hashem's love of him. He does not see it as a good business arrangement. Oh, I must have really... It's not the relationship. He feels Hashem cares about me and loves me and gives it to me. That's the relationship of Ram and Hashem. I think it's an extremely important Ramban. As us, B'nai Avram, specifically in the Psukim that speak about the promise of us, of our existence. Avram Avinu Davin for us, and Hashem grants him the promise of us, me and you. And in our promise, it says, Avram Avinu felt a tremendous joy, Vahamin Bashem, and he feels in the promise of the goodness that he wants, Siddhaka, the kindness of Hashem. Hashem loves me. It's a different way of praying when you understand this. Don't come to Hashem. Hashem. It's brought in Allah. Don't pray to Hashem. I'll be a good boy. Stop. It's not, you're not understanding the relationship. Say to Hashem, I know you love me. I beg you. I'll experience your love. This is how I see it. I beg you, Hashem. The amount of love I'll experience when you give me this. And I know you love me. I know it. And see the goodness that we get both before and praying for things. Tap into the Hashem. I know you love me. And when you get good, feel the experience of not like validation of you've been a good boy. That's not how Avram Aminu feels it. He feels the kindness of Hashem. When you get goodness, you're not nailing it when you see it that, okay, you, see, you must have really seen I've been a good boy. It's not what's happening. He just loves you. He loves you. Feel the kindness of Hashem. This has nothing to do with the schar. There's something called schar. You'll get rewarded. That's not our relationship to Hashem. It's not what's happening. If I would buy my son the bike and he would tell me, oh, see, you, you see, I'm really learning well. I, I, oh, I cringe. I, w- I almost wish you weren't learning well so you'd know. Like, I, that's not why I bought you the bike. I promise. What? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I'd tell you good prayers. Just be safe. But I'm... Um, but I trust me, I, I, it would be devastating in getting him the bike if he would see in that bike, if he would see in that bike an expression of he's been good, a good boy. One day you'll take your kids on a ski trip. If the expression in yeshiva, if a guy sees things that are good to him, he's like, oh, so they notice I've been good. 
Oh gosh, I'd almost rather guy being, it's an expression of a person being liked. It's not a way of, of, of it's not some business deal to invoke or to mark the good deeds. It's not what's going on. Avram Avinu receives the goodness of Hashem and he sees and experiences it as the kindness of Hashem. I think that's the truth of our relationship to Hashem, of the tremendous love that's there, not the, the love, you know, the parent. Parents will tell a kid, parents will tell a kid, and this is to guard tremendously against, where you, you know, I've lost trust, you're going to have to earn it back. The kid doesn't have to earn trust. I trust you and believe in you deeply. He doesn't have to earn it back. Even they make a mistake, I still trust you and believe in you. It's not easy to lose a trust of a parent of our day trust. You messed up once, we all wall you, and now I trust you again this time. The, 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 the love is not broken, and, and, and it's not a broken love where when we're good boys, now we're slowly, we're almost back, we're working on getting it. It's not what's happening. It's not what happening. stuck in the goodness from Hashem, he feels it as it's stuck, as a kindness of Hashem giving to him. That's the Ramban says Pshat Neschomish Rashi. So I wanted to share Ramban and Rashi. Now, can you imagine how much we would lose in our own lessons if we learned all this way? Rashi feels that's not what's happening here. There's a pasuk with Hashem created a Rashi, and the Rashi learned the pasuk. And we learned the Pasuk, what Hashem wanted me to learn through my Rebbe Rashi. And I learned the Pasuk to what Hashem wanted me to learn through my Rebbe Ramban. And Ramban and Rashi are my Rebbe, both. So you won't hear, like in the eyes, Ramban feel, oh, shudder. And then everything that's taught is like watered down and uncertainty. It's, <laughs> it's not what's going on. It's not how we learn Rishonim. Maskim Yeah, our Rebbeim didn't learn Rashi like that, or Ramban, not my Rebbeim. Didn't learn Rashi that way, or Ramban that way. It's not how they approach the words of Rishonim. The, 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 the holiness and sincerity and honesty of Rishonim, that's not how our Rebbeim taught us the words of Rishonim. It's not a Rev. Aaron David reads a Rashi, not in the eyes of Rashi. That's a whole different experience. You can imagine a watered-down experience of learning. That's a whole different, that's not how we view the words of Rishonim. It's not the seriousness we give the words of Rishonim. So I wanted to learn Rashi and Ramban. There's not all a lesson. I want to learn Rashi and Ramban, but I want to incorporate Rashi and Ramban in our lives. Two incredible pshatim in the Rishonim that Hashem granted us. A Rashi and a Ramban. They're arguing. What did Hashem mean? He meant that I should learn Rashi and the Ramban. That's what Hashem meant. The, um, yeah. Stop here. It's late. Second Seder of Yeshikari Kabose.